the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the radio talk show host. My co-host just looked at me like after I asked. (laughs) What? (laughs) I was ready for the spiel. I was like, yeah, the American citizen. and Talk show host today, huh? You know, I just you got to throw that curveball you know, every once in a while just to keep them, make sure they're paying attention. You got me. My <laughs> name is Greg Breton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and the voice, yeah, the voice you just heard is my co-host this week, Kenny White, the South Side Unicorn. Hey, 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 everybody! Uh, and just quickly, Kenny, how do what is how did you get the nickname South Side Unicorn? Huh. Well, try growing up on the South Side of Chicago as a little young black boy, age ten who knew he was a Republican even then. <laughs> That's a rough ride. And so, you know, everybody in the neighborhood was like, man, you're about as rare as a unicorn. So, Southside Unicorn, am I. <laughs> and you have your own radio show. Yes, the Southside Unicorn Show. You can find it on on all the other various radio stations. Uh, you can get me on my uh, web, website, which is www.thesouthsideunicornshow.com. And it is the second best Radio talk show host, t- talk show in the Inland Empire. Next, next to the, yeah, yeah, next to your show, you're right. I, I gotta, gotta give okay, it to you. Okay, but, but enough of us. Uh, we're pleased to have back with us. Uh, he was here uh, two weeks ago, uh, Ken Timmerman, and uh, Ken is a longtime investigative reporter specializing in national security and, in particular, the uh, the Middle East. And we, we talked two weeks ago about what's happened in Afghanistan. We're going to continue with that and the Middle East, as well as looking at uh, 9/11. We're at plus twenty. Mm. and America's enemies, foreign and domestic, which is the topic of Ken's uh, presentation at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots on uh, September 2nd. You can find Ken's good work and more on his books at Ken Timmerman with two M's dot com. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks for having me on, Greg. It's a pleasure to be with you and uh, Kenny. Good to yeah. see you. Nice to see you too, Ken. <laughs> and you had quite the ordeal. You, you flew out from Florida for our, for our, for our meeting and uh, you were going to come in last night. And uh, quickly, tell, tell us about the ordeal of flying um, in, on the uh, commercial airlines these days. Uh, well, you know, it, it, apparently American is uh, looking for 1,200 pilots. So they sent us out uh, from uh, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth to California, and we got halfway across Texas, and they turned around. Uh, for a weather radar that was not working, apparently. And I'm Mm. sitting there thinking to myself, well, okay, I understand weather radar is important, but you got radios too, don't you? And Mm -hmm. uh, don't you have, you know, other means of navigation? Yeah, couldn't they just stick their head out the window and look? But it turned out to be very expensive because they they took us back to to, uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, and then they got us in another plane that they had to get out of a warehouse, got the pilots on that, and then they timed out. 
So then they had to go find another crew. By now, it's about 1030 at night. I looked oh at the guy next goodness. to me. I said, this is not going to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> we spent the, the night. Where's the nearest hotel, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and of course, you, all the time on the plane, you're, you're, you have to wear your mask. And you have to wear your mask. Uh, they weren't so bad on that particular flight. This morning, they had the, not, the, the mask police out. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that varies. I mean, my, we were diverting from where we wanted to go, but I find almost invariably, and I haven't flown in COVID times, but is even when the mask is required, if you wear it under your nose, you can almost always get away with that. Hmm. I got a question for you, Ken. Did they serve peanuts? They did not. Oh! They served cracked corn. Now, uh, what? Salted cracked corn. What? Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. You got the mask on. Now you got that darn, inf- I don't, you know, I don't even know why people sell that stuff, but now you got the cracked corn in your mouth. It's on. I would, I would have lost it. I'd be like, give me off this plane. I'm going home. <laughs> no peanuts. I'm out of here. Exactly. No peanuts. It's all, all bets are off now. You, you didn't done it now. Oh. What was that? Jimmy cracked corn and I don't care. I don't care. That's right. <laughs> okay. I've, I've had many requests, but I'm going to sing anyways. Oh boy. Go for it. All right. <laughs> Enough useless banter between the three of us. We're having a good time, but we have an audience out there. <laughs> Afghanistan, and we, uh, we've seen the just blithering incompetence bordering on almost you think it would have to be intentional to be this bad. Although um, it was uh, Franklin Roosevelt's Secretary of the Treasury. Uh, what was his name? Morgenthau? Henry Morgenthau. Henry Morgenthau said that no situation is bad enough. The government can't make it worse. <laughs> Anyways, so... The well, hero, he, the hero of the Armenian genocide, by the way, the man who exposed the Turkish uh, slaughter of mm. Armenian and Greek Orthodox Christians uh, between 1915 and 1918. We know about that because of Henry Morgenthau's dispatches back to Washington from from um, Ankara. Interesting. I I did I did not know that. And the the uh, genocide committed by the by the Turks by the Ottoman Empire is not gotten a lot of. I mean. The, well, I mean, he's gotten very little, very little attention. And in part, people people mm-hmm. bow the knee, bend the knee to Turkey, right? Mm-hmm. By, by the Turks and the Kurds, believe it or not, the Kurds also took part in the genocide in a big way because they were opposing Assyrian nationalism. Hmm. Yeah, that's why you have all those people in Los Angeles freaking out. You know, about once every year or so around the anniversary of the. Uh, uh, the Holocaust, right? They show up in Los Angeles, and and to me, when you mention the guy that you guys are talking about, and I, I don't know this guy, so I'm just saying that we need more of that. We right. we need more people who are going to speak out about what they're seeing. The righteous statements, statesmen, and uh, we do not have them any longer. The dissenters today in 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 today's State Department, it's called a dissent cable, and apparently there was a dissent cable sent back to Tony Blinken, our current Secretary of State. Former deputy to Susan Rice, let's not forget, we're talking about enemies of foreign and domestic, let's not forget, former deputy of Susan Rice in the previous Obama administration. So the dissent cable came out roughly 15th or 20th of July, and it said uh, this government in Kabul is going to fall. The army is going to collapse. Everybody here is aware of it. Everybody here knows that the Taliban is marching on Kabul. And what happened? Instead of that dissent cable changing U.S. policy, you had Joe Biden, we now know from a leaked transcript of a phone call with the then president of Afghanistan, uh, Ghani. He says to him, look, you know, the perception of this is pretty bad. Uh, I think you've got to do something to change the perception that the Taliban is with him, whether it's true or not. 
You've got to change the perception. That's all Joe Biden cared about. Mm-hmm. And this is the part the president of Afghanistan is reported to have left to have fled with helicopters full of our cash. Roughly one hundred and seventy million dollars, I think. You know, this well, is nuts. I wonder, I wonder how much how much went back to the big guy. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You're saying that the president of Afghanistan was in a communique with the president of the United States of America discussing political policies and how to cover it up, basically? How to cover it up, exactly. How to cover up the impending the impending defeat of his own government. And he was being counseled by mm-hmm. Joe Biden on the telephone mm-hmm. that he had to do something to change the perception. Because, see, I'm here representing the folks, the people, you know, just the regular mo, you know? So please forgive me if I ask some questions that might sound a little strange. Greg, is that not the textbook definition of collusion? What's well, it's textbook of not collusion of deceit of lying, <sighs> of willful blindness, and that's one of the things. And I'll just jump ahead is this whole thing about the ending of the Afghan war. And I'm going to leave some love and some criticism at Donald Trump as well as as and other people on our side. It's okay. You can debate what should we what should we do? Should we stay there? Should we try to hunker down and just keep the Taliban from from winning with a minimal presence there, or should we just cut our losses and, and move on? Uh, but there was never any serious discussion about all right, what are our options, and what are the likely consequences of pursuing if we get out and the thing collapses? What's what's the, what is, what's going to happen as a result of that? Can we just hunker down with a small presence as we had in 2020 and hold out basically indefinitely or something else. So there's just, and you know, I'm sure Ken has seen this too. There was no serious discussion by anybody about what our strategy should be there. You're right. And, and, and you're also right to lay some of that blame on Donald Trump, who I support and supported at the time. Uh, President Trump was intent on ending the endless wars. And that was his mantra. And that was what he was absolutely determined to do. He pulled troops out of Syria. The generals didn't like it at the time. The armchair generals didn't like it either. And they started to make that argument in public that you just alluded to, Greg, that we could keep a small presence in northeastern Syria that would keep an eye on things, that would keep our finger in the pie, that would keep uh, us fed with intelligence from the ground without getting engaged in active combat. And that was possible to do. And in the end, that's what Trump did. He didn't say it. He said, we're pulling troops out of Afghanistan. And he pulled some troops out, but he kept that presence in, excuse me, in Syria, northeastern Syria, and they're still there today. In Afghanistan, the president, President Trump has gone on air several times uh, in the past couple of days to say that he would have kept troops in there if the Taliban had violated the, the agreement. And he has reinforced what all of us ought to know. And President Biden has lied about repeatedly in public to the American people right to their faces. This was a conditioned withdrawal. What President Trump had negotiated was a conditioned withdrawal. If the Taliban did not fulfill those conditions, the withdrawal was off. And one of the conditions was that they negotiate a new government with the existing Afghan government. And they never did that. Well, you know, to me, watching Joe Biden try to lay the blame on President Trump, it's like a kid wearing Superman's suit 
at the podium. You know how the sleeves are too long and, the, you know, the cape is all on the ground. It's embarrassing watching this man try to say, I'm doing what I'm doing because the president before me set this into motion. And we all know better than that. Now, you definitely know better than that, Ken. Thank right. you for that. Right. Well, that's go ahead. Ken. There's a there's a wonderful book by two former Navy SEALs um, about owning uh, disasters. You have to, leadership is about owning your mistakes and then correcting them. But if you do not take extreme ownership of this kind of event, you get a Joe Biden. Joe Biden is somebody who can't take ownership of anything Bingo. that goes wrong. He immediately finds someone else to blame. Yes, but politics is about deflecting blame for what you did do and claiming credit for what you didn't do. See how you do that, Greg? That, 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 did you make that up yourself? Was that a, like a maxim from somewhere? That is really cool. <laughs> see, see, Kenny, that's why I have you on the show. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll put it this way. With these two giants beside me, ladies and gentlemen, I am learning. I hope you are. Um, with this type of acumen and, and, and super brain power, you know, the truth is coming out to the American people, to the regular folks like me, that something is wrong in Washington, D.C., and it's really wrong. Really? Really. Really? really? I never would have known. <laughs> Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. I'm back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton. My co-host this week is Kenny White, the South Side Unicorn. Hey, I, can't, I, can't, I can't say it like Kenny does. And uh, <laughs> our guest is Ken Timmerman, longtime investigative reporter on national security. And you can see his good work at Ken Timmerman with two M's dot com. We've been talking about the disaster in Afghanistan. And I want to move, expand that a little bit is how, what are the consequences of this and how does it play into what's known as the 1400 year war? Well, the 1,400-year war is obviously the march of Islam. And uh, Islam is dedicated to the proposition that the entire world shall bow down and worship Allah. And for those of us who think, in my opinion, misguidedly, that Allah is the Christian and Jewish God, he is not. Uh, Remember, he was a moon god in Mecca before he was rehabilitated by Muhammad and turned into something quite different. Muhammad was coached by by Jewish and Orthodox Christian priests 
in Mecca at a time when he did not know where to go. And there is some uh, school of scholarship that believes that parts of the Quran themselves were actually written by Jewish and Orthodox, Orthodox Christian scholars as a means of reaching the tribes of Arabia with some sort of monotheistic religion. But soon... It was the personality of Muhammad himself that took over. He was a warrior priest. He was a pedophile. Uh, he was uh, someone who had a profound inferiority complex. And he was an enslaver and a, and a slave owner, as, as they how demean all our, 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 some of our founding fathers for owning slaves. This man, you, you would never hear that criticism by the same people of Muhammad, who was, as I said, an enslaver and mm. a slave owner. And, and slavery still exists in many Muslim countries today. I have a friend of mine that I've gone on mission trips with in the Middle East who was redeeming slaves in the Sudan uh, as recently as four or five years ago. So this is a current thing going on today. So the 1400-year war is the march of Islam. It's codified in the Sharia law, which is what they want to impose here in the United States. We have groups in the United States, like the Council on American Islamic Relations, that would like to impose Sharia law. What does that mean? It means that they will tell your wife and your daughter uh, how they can behave, how can they can be dressed, how they can go outside. Can they go by themselves? No, they must be accompanied by a male relative. Uh, are they allowed to go unveiled? No, they are not. Uh, can your daughter be married off at the age of 12? Well, yes, of course she can. Uh, and on and on and on. Sharia law is a whole prescription uh, of behavior, both political, economic, and personal. Uh, when I was younger, I studied uh, Sharia in Paris with a Shiite Muslim scholar, an Ayatollah dissident from Iran. Uh, and he said, Ken, when you look at Ayatollah Khomeini, who was also an Islamist, and I'm going to get to this in a second, he says, Khomeini, the founder of the Islamic Republic in Iran, was the most moderate of all of them. Whoa. <laughs> he says, for, for the Sharia-believing Muslims, there are only two types of places in the world, two types of people. There's the House of Islam and the House of War, the Darul al-Islam and the Darul al-Harab. Okay, the house of war. And if you are in the house of war, which means us, by the way, because we're not Muslims, it is the duty of the believing Muslim to either convert you to Islam, to make you pay the jizya, which is a tax as a second class citizen, or to kill you. Yeah, pretty much. So when you say all of this about the 1500 year war, now I understand why it's easy for like uh, African-Americans who are imprisoned and things like this to believe that going into the Muslim faith is OK because Allah is Yahweh and Yahweh is God. And all these things are the same being when they're really not. And and, and then I add on to that the four, the fifteen hundred year war. We're in big trouble because we just had a president who said that the greatest sound he ever heard was the call to prayer. I, I think I think we got some problems here. Right. The call to prayer, the muezzin, the, the muezzin, muezzin, the call okay. to prayer at dawn. Now, by the way, if you've ever been to a city like Cairo mm -hmm. uh, at five o'clock in the morning, even in a big hotel downtown uh, and you listen to the call to prayer, it is the most amazing cacophonous uh, thing in the world. It, it is like a barnyard of what chickens happens? and goats and, and donkeys braying well, all at the same time in different pitches and different tones all over the city. Okay, now I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to visualize this. On loudspeakers. This. Whoa, okay, I'm trying to visualize this. So what you're saying is, like, like a former president of ours, uh, okay, I said Obama. 
He says that that's one of the most beautiful sounds he's ever heard, right? So are you telling me that people just stop wherever they are and, and get down? Well, at 5 o'clock in the morning, the point is to wake you up. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they generally do a pretty good job. Mm. But in, in many Islamic countries, not all, but in mm. many Islamic countries, Saudi Arabia used to be one like that. Pakistan used, has been from time to time. Afghanistan is going to be like that again. Uh, they will stop everything during the midday prayer, during the afternoon prayer, sh- uh, close all of the shops, force all of the men wow. into the mosque. If you're on the street as a man, uh, you will be rounded up by the religious police if you're on the street as a woman uh you'll be arrested wow and beaten so let me get this straight pakistan and afghanistan are homies <laughs> i mean that's the only way <laughs> am, I, am i right i mean that, that's the kind of insightful analysis you get here on radio. <laughs> i like that, that when, you, when, you, when you bring the yeah. south side yeah. unicorn on yeah, yeah that's yeah. how it's gonna go <laughs> pakistan and afghanistan are homies yeah. right yeah and, and and look, and they are working together. They're, they're wow. absolutely working together. Uh, the P- Pakistan has been supporting the Taliban from the get go. Wow. Now, now I want to I want to make this a little bit more specific for our listeners. Just and more recent. Okay, we say the fourteen hundred year war. That sounds a little abstract. Since nineteen seventy nine. Radical Islam, which means political Islam, Sharia law, has been on the march. And they've been on the march around the world. There are a couple of events that uh, created this new wave of Islam. The first was the uh, Soviet invasion in Afghanistan. What did that do? That bred uh, the Mujahideen. Mm -hmm. We helped the Mujahideen at the time. The Israelis helped the Mujahideen. Western powers helped the Mujahideen to defeat the Soviet empire. And we did not think of blowback. We did not think that they would then morph into the Taliban, into Al-Qaeda, and come back and again. Come about that mountain is something totally new. And then the second thing that happened in 1979 was that Jimmy Carter and European leaders conspired, and we now actually have the minutes of their conspiratorial meeting in Guadeloupe uh, that year, conspired to uh, defeat and uh, push into exile the Shah of Iran uh, because of his absolutely horrible human rights record. Now, the Shah of Iran had been in power for 35 years, and even Amnesty International cataloged 300 political executions or potential political extra executions. On the first day that Khomeini took power in 1979, there were 3,000 mm-hmm. the first day. And there have been tens of thousands ever since. So we have an Islamic state in Iran. We have a new Islamic state in, Pac- in, in Afghanistan. We have the Islamic state of uh, uh, Pakistan, by the way, yeah. and the Islamic State is coming back in Iraq uh, in, in particular, and they're coming back, get this, with the support of the Iranian regime. Now, this is something that a lot of people <laughs> don't get. I'm going to talk about this um, uh, when, I, when we get to 9-11, but the Iranians uh, have this ability to work with their apparent, their ostensible enemies as long as they're killing Americans and killing Jews. Wow. So they say the Sunni Muslims and Shia Muslims, they, they, they kill each other for breakfast. And I say, yeah, that might be true. Often true. But for lunch, they get together to kill Americans and kill Jews. Pretty much. You know, and so I'm, I'm trying to grasp what you all are saying here right quick. 1,400 years. Does that, did that start back when uh, Muhammad started the, the idea? In the 8th century. Okay. Yeah. So to me, I go back and I think the last 21 years, especially with 9-11 coming up in the anniversary of it, we're talking about a 20-year situation right here. 20 years in the scheme of their plan is a snap of a finger. It is. That's right. Wow. 
We're not, a, we're not fighting this right. That's absolutely right, Kenny. You're, you're very, very important to point that out. Man. we got about a minute left in this, in this segment. Uh, in June of 1983, when he was interviewed by Austrian TV, Pope John Paul II said, recalling the enterprise in which Polish King Jan Sobieski joined with uh, Duke Charles of Lorraine. And this is the time the, the Muslim Turkish army was besieging and almost, had almost taken Vienna. And uh, 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 King Sobieski led a, which is the largest cavalry charge known in human history, mm-hmm. and they ended up routing the Turks at Vienna, and this started a process of, event- of over the next centuries of liberating Southeast Europe from Ottoman Turkish control. So Pope John Paul II says, Quote, you will commemorate the hour of destiny when exactly 300 years ago, the city of Vienna was saved from the conquest that was looming thanks to the joint efforts of Christianity. This very important event will remind remind today's Christians of their common responsibility towards Europe, unquote. And then the article goes on to, to conclude, who today, which Pope, intellectual or politician would deliver such a speech without incurring not only an Islamic fatwa, but also Western excommunication for Islamophobia. And this is probably why Pope Benedict was removed from office. You guys are getting deep. I mean, when you bring in the Pope, man. We're out of time for this segment. We will continue our discussion in the second half of Unite, i.e. Radio. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and certified to be the number one political talk show in our market, in our time slot, and we are very proud of that accomplishment. My co-host this week is uh, Kenny White, the Southside Unicorn. I can yeah. never say that as well as as well as as well as Kenny can. <laughs> and our our guest is also Ken Ken Timmerman, uh, investigative reporter specializing in national security. And uh, off the in our break here, we were you were just you were talking about all this. We we were in history and the fourteen hundred year war, mm-hmm. and you were kind of 
compa- you know, down to a, a level of, you know. Regularity. Yeah. Just, just regular. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, what you gentlemen are speaking on is some pretty heady stuff. But you come from, you know, the academia of it and you've, you've earned your stripes and, and so forth and so on. But I'm, I'm just keeping it real. This information needs to somehow find its way into a, a, a package where the regular people can understand that America is square in the sights of a plan far larger than we you know, have given credit for. And w- w- with all due respect, with what you all are speaking on and what I'm able to catch from it, I think Joe Biden knows some of this stuff, right? If he knows that or his generals even have some histrionics of it. What did they do in Afghanistan? It makes no sense based on the trajectory of what you all are speaking about. Well, again, this is the long war. It is the long war. Uh, A friend of mine, Tom Jocelyn, has a blog, which is called the Long War Journal. And it is about Islam, Islam in countries such as Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan. But I don't think Joe Biden gets it. I do not think Joe Biden gets it. I think Donald Trump did understand it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's why he understood that we needed, first of all, to secure our border. Why? Because if you don't have a border, you're not a country. He understood that we had to get out of some places over in the Middle East. Why? Because they hated us. And why should we spend money shoring up regimes that hate us and actually are seeking in the long run to defeat us? Yeah, it's kind of crazy because I personally know some people who have passed away and because they had a bad relationship with their children, they didn't even include them in their will. You know, why do you give money to people who don't like you? You know, it makes no sense. Right. And, and we have been doing this for many, many years. And, and Donald Trump uh, wanted to reduce foreign aid. He did uh, in particular to to countries that hated us. Uh, look. One one word about Afghanistan, which has come out just this morning and is particularly painful to me, it, it turns out that uh, the administration left behind not just these 100 or 150 American citizens that everybody's talking about. They're it's not quite sure that. who they are. It's more than that. It includes employees of the United States government, of what? the Voice of America, uh, which is the... The Voice of America, Radio Free Liberty, Radio uh, Radio Free Europe. Those people were left behind, several hundred of them. They were pounding at the gates of the airport for three days, and the commanding general of the 82nd Airborne would not let them in. They are now out there, and Biden has acknowledged publicly that he's given the Taliban a list with their names on it. Oh, boy. Yeah, I mean, the blithering level of incompetence is almost – it couldn't have been that incompetent. Maybe it was, whether as opposed to, uh, to this being intentional. You were, I want to expand on what something you were just saying, Kenny, about the, en- the enemies of America. And we are at the, we're at the 20th – coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9-11, and we see now that uh, you know, Taliban is now back in control of Afghanistan. And as Ken talked earlier, uh, the Islamists are on the march around the world and are also infiltrating Western countries through, through immigration. In 9/11, on 9-11-2001, I think we looked at that and because our enemies, our primary, our, mo- our most dangerous enemies are the enemies foreign. Mm-hmm. And the oath that people in the military and others take to, to defend the Constitution against enemies foreign and domestic. And I think we now see, and probably it's probably true back in 2001 as well, that the, the most serious enemies are the enemies domestic. Yes. Sadly, but yes. A house divided. 
mm-hmm. a house divided. Look, uh, what we have seen, especially the past 40 years, it started with the Shah of Iran. Uh, we, we have seen an alliance between the organized left, not just in the United States, but in Europe as well, and the Islamists. How is it? How can it be that feminists... People who call themselves feminists can ally themselves with a council on American uh, uh, Islamic relations. How can feminists not condemn what is happening to women in Afghanistan? They don't say a word about it. Exactly. They don't, they don't get up on CNN and say, oh, we have to save these women. They say, oh, no, no, Joe Biden is wonderful. We love Joe and calm. I stand with Joe. I stand with, stand with Joe. Watch right. this. Where is Rosie O'Donnell? Yeah. Where is uh, uh, Ellen DeGeneres? Uh, they're all silent. So I'm How gonna, can you be? So I'm going to tell you what's happening. They are in it together. And they are in it because the, the, the organized left in this country seeks the destruction of America as we know it. They, see this, the, they, they are seeking the destruction of the nuclear family. Look, you know this better than I do, Kenny. For the past 50 years, they've destroyed the back, black family. They've destroyed oh, the black community. They did a number on through, us. Through they government policies. They've destroyed the yeah. black tr- church. They started with the church. Then they co-opted the church. Uh, so this has been a policy for 50 years but in this I, country. I, but I got to ask you a question right yeah. there. Right there on that point, I got to ask you. Okay. They're duplicit with our most deadliest enemy, the 1400 War of Islam. And I see it. I, you can see it. But now I got to ask. What is the end game? What is in it for the leftists, the Democrats? Do they really believe that they're going to help these guys obliterate America and then they're going to give it to them? I mean, what, what do they believe here? They, they are ultimately blind. Uh, they believe, uh, just as the uh, Soviets used to say of the Iranians, uh, we are not afraid of them. They are not attacking us. So the left believe <laughs> that the Islamists are not going to attack them. It reminds me of Churchill when you feed the crocodile, right? Yeah. <laughs> if he's or somebody who yeah. feeds the crocodile, yeah. hoping the crocodile will eat, eat him, him last. last. <laughs> there we go. Well, I, I think, and, but I could also, it's also that they share the common enemy. So in World War II, uh, we allied ourselves with the Soviet Union uh, of the overriding cause of defeating Nazi Germany. And we'll sort out later what, you know. Well, Patton didn't want to sort it out later. He was like, let's get him now. You uh, know? That's, that's true. So, so I think you find is that... We're going to, or we, we aided the Mujahideen in fighting the Soviets in Afghanistan, and then we'll worry about later, well, mm-hmm. what, what, what happens after that? It's, it's the immediate enemy. Uh, so you, so you, you fight that, that battle, and you find your enemy's enemy is your friend. So you, and you're then saying that, And then, mm-hmm. you know, you know whether, whether the people who really, I mean, but this is different. This is different, Craig. It's different because the left seeks the destruction oh, of totally America. Agree. Totally right. agree. It's not of our enemies, of America. And they're totally. going to pick okay, up the pieces? That's is that the what enemy. they believe? That's the common... See, that's yeah. the common... That, I wasn't clear. That's mm-hmm. the common enemy. Okay. America, freedom, the Constitution, the Republic are the common enemy. Of, of both the of those factions. Of the globalists, of the Islamists, mm-hmm. of the far left, of the ruling yeah. class. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they're all... They're all working together to eliminate that. Then they'll ha- then they're then they're going to fight it out among themselves. And the Democrats believe with their failed history that when they get rid of the patriots, the warriors, the three percenters, the the backbone of America, which is Christian America, when they help to destroy that, they believe that they're going to be able to fight this enemy and win. <laughs> 
<laughs> Go ahead, kid. Did I say something wrong? <laughs> no, they don't believe that the enemy that we consider is an enemy. They oh. believe that they're just really friends. Look, oh. how is it? How is it that you have an administration such as this one and the Obama administration that works to, uh, in lockstep with the Islamic regime in Tehran to help them acquire nuclear weapons? Why mm. is that? Why is that? We gave them $150 billion in 2015 with the JCPOA, the Iran Nuclear Agreement, that mm-hmm. Trump said quite rightly was the worst agreement the United States had ever negotiated in history. It was absolutely the worst. <laughs> it was the worst. And now these guys want to go back to it. And they want to go back to it without any restrictions on Iran whatsoever. They're already starting to loose the sanctions on them. And they're already talking about providing aid and everything. They're talking about giving aid to the Taliban for crying out loud. This is nuts. I mean, what is it about Democrat administrations where Islamists or just, I call them the bad guys, right? What is it about Democrat administrations where buckets and crates of money hit planes? You don't see that doing like Trump. Nobody got buckets and crates of money, you know, on planes. But here we are in Afghanistan. What happened with the president of Afghanistan? He left with buckets and crates and planes of money. What happened with Obama? He he hand delivered it. Billions of dollars. Why don't we see what these people are doing? Well, Biden's entire political career has been about getting buckets of money. Yeah, somebody got paid for, that, for, for that the big stuff man. we left yeah. behind. Yeah, that stuff we left behind in Afghanistan, they need, you know the old saying, follow the money, right? Somebody got paid for that. You don't leave 108 Apache. I'm United States Air Force Special, well, United States Air Force Law Enforcement Specialist, 81152, for those of you who want to know my AFSC. And we were taught the proper destruction of munitions and equipment. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm a grunt. I'm out there with an M60 machine gun. And we were taught if you ever find yourself in a situation where you cannot take the equipment with you, here's how you properly destroy these things and not kill yourself. You're trying to tell me General Milley doesn't know how to do that. I mean, what? <laughs> Blithering, mind numbing, incredible incompetence or worse. On purpose. They yeah. did this on purpose. Yeah. And, and of the of the $2 trillion that went through Afghanistan, how much of it ended up back in the pockets of people here? Hey, somebody got paid. I see I see a washing machine. You know how the, the, the agitator in the washing machine goes? That money got washed, and somebody is getting some of it. And you know what? Why is Obama so damn quiet right now? Um, got what he wants, and he's got, uh, you know, he's, he's probably just getting over his birthday, his big birthday party. Oh, yeah, he's probably still hungover, huh? <laughs> Which I, uh, t- t- change the subject, but you know, mm. there's a big, you know, big controversy. And Ken mentioned about going to the school board and and, and having them uh, trying to get them to no masking when there's no basis to mask children, uh, mm. and they did it and they did it anyways. So the the solution is this: don't call it school, call it an Obama birthday party. Ooh. There it is, right there. No, no, no mask required. No, 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 no risk of COVID. Mm-hmm. That's what I tried to tell everybody. That party he threw was was almost like a uh, celebration, a coronation type of thing. Of hey, we got it. Hey, we did it. They really do believe that this man has some master plan. When I say all he's doing is following the master plan. You know what I'm saying? There's something being set up here. And for the longevity of our country that we call America, we got to listen to guys like you all put this stuff together and come up with a plan of our own, which is no more. 
You can do that all around the world if you want to, but you're not bringing that foolishness here, which starts, I guess, with the borders being closed again. But <sighs> I digress. What, what an idea. And, and that's it's really an integrated plan. I'm coming up on it. We need to be taking a break here. Hmm. Is the open borders. Let's flood the country with new Democrat voters. We're going to indoctrinate the, gener- the people coming up to say have no appreciation or understanding of our country, mm-hmm. or what it means to have a republic, the Constitution, and even to, even, even to hate the country. Put it, put it this it, way. I, I, I believe if we don't stop this mad like rush to our borders and, and the ones that are flying in too, and there's no disrespect to the Afghanis who helped us, but there was a lot of people on them planes, a lot. And I don't think every last one of them was helping us. Absolutely. We're going to reach a tipping point, and I'm going to be quick about this. We're going to reach a tipping point in our country where there will be more of others than there are of, of us, and then we're going to have a real big problem. I think we already have a big problem, but let's take a break here and hear from our sponsor, All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And that's going to be the focus of our, of our last segment here. As we've been talking about the problems in Afghanistan and the larger issue of, of our enemies domestic and the, and the alliance between the Islamists, the ruling class, the far left to undermine and take down the country. So, and we just saw an example of this. Uh, I'm not going to play the video. It's too long for our show of the communist teacher that was caught on the undercover video by Project Veritas talking about that he has 180 days to make the children into revolutionaries. He had a picture of Mao Zedong, probably the greatest mass murderer in human history, on his wall. And he says that the uh, problem with the cultural revolution is, well, they went a little bit too far. They published shots of people who shouldn't have been shot. I guess they published shot a lot of people who should have been shot in, in, in his view. And that's, the kind, and that's just one example of what's going on in the government-run schools. So, and uh, Ken Timmerman, he mentioned that they went to the school board. There was no basis to mass children. And they still nevertheless voted to require children with no scientific basis to wear masks. So, gentlemen... What do freedom-loving, America-loving, God-loving Americans do to, uh, to save the country? Well, uh, let me talk a little bit about voting procedures, but I want to pick up on something that Kenny was saying during the break here. Kenny, Kenny was saying that we've got 14 months to get our act together, for America to get its act together. And I want you to talk about that in just a second. But let me be very specific about what we may have 14 months to do. If we do not uh, make sure that the next election is a free, fair, verifiable, auditable election, we will not have elections in this country again. Because the left does not want there to be elections anymore in this country. Uh, I wrote a book called The Election Heist. It's a novel. 
It came out in August of 2020, months before the November election. It has the exact scenario for what happened in November with the hacks of the voting machines, a centralized plan. The difference between fiction and reality is that in fiction, you can see the Wizard of Oz. You can see the guy behind the, yeah, with the smoke and the mirrors. You can see the guy actually doing the stuff behind the curtain. In real life, you can't. We don't know, know the names of the Democrat operatives who organized this grand scheme that stopped the voting at 1030 at night, at 11 o'clock at night on election night, and then said, oh, boy, we've really got to make up this difference. Jen Psaki gave a briefing the night before, November 2nd. I taped it. It was so important. I saw it then. She put up these slides of how many votes Trump would need to win on election day to make up the difference of all the votes Biden had in the bank from mail-in voting. Pennsylvania, 62%. Michigan, 64%. Uh, Georgia, 66%. Well, on election night, Trump blew through all of those numbers. He blew through yeah. all of them. And that's why they had to shut down the vote. His The overwhelming response of the American people for Donald Trump mm-hmm. uh, was was the 74 million votes. He, he got millions more votes than the last time, more votes than Obama. And you're not going to tell me that Joe Biden sitting in the basement got 80 million votes. It's not true. So they realized that Trump was blowing through all of the numbers and they had to mm-hmm. stop the vote, stop the counting to do something. Now, what was the key? The key, I believe, now I'm a new Floridian and I love it. I live in the free state of Florida. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and the, the, the key was down in Miami-Dade County. When Donald Trump won 200,000 more votes than he'd won in 2016, the Democrats are sitting there saying, Oh, it's a blowout. No, it's a blowout. Yeah. And he won. He won Florida even with a cheating by three percent, whereas he only won it by about one percent in 2016. So mm-hmm. we have to get the election systems fixed, verifiable, auditable. Arizona is key. It's going to move to Michigan and to Georgia. Very important. But we cannot relent and we cannot allow these Democrat uh, secretaries of state or attorneys general, as you have in Maricopa County, try to shut it down. Or registrars. Or registrars. We can't allow the attorney general of the United States to shut it down, which Mm -hmm. he's trying to do. I can understand. I can understand the the Mm -hmm. Democrats want to protect their vote fraud. Mm -hmm. But what's mind boggling is... How many Republicans want to protect the vote fraud? See, I don't want to use the word Republican for those people, but let me jump this in there real quick. You can go to my Facebook page and look for the election night. And this is when I when I say the Holy Spirit and all of this stuff, right? Go to my Facebook page for election night and you'll see the numbers, the time, 935. Now, people say, well, is that 935 in France? You have to go by the time in which you're in. 935 Pacific Standard Time. I wrote on my Facebook page. At 9.35 p.m., the false king shall speak. And at 9.35 p.m., election night, Joe Biden takes to the podium and says, we'll have to wait until in the morning to find out what's going on. We're going to go ahead and shut down for the night. At 9.35 p.m., he did that. Yeah, they, they, they had some truckloads of ballots coming in that night. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we can't keep letting that happen. When, when I was a kid, you could do a vote in one day. I mean, my mom used to work at the polls. You do the vote, and the next day you, you woke up and read the paper to see who won. What's with all this two weeks and nine weeks and, and we got computers? Well, you just count and count and count, as Joe, as, as Joe Stalin said, until you get the right get result. What you want. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy, this ain't good. Well, and and I, I think Ken is absolutely right. And unfortunately, I mean, some, some states have tried to do some little things, but mm-hmm. they're not. But it's, it's hardly a comprehensive Every voter ID, in, all ballots in paper, vote on election day that would be a real verifiable, honest election. 
Mm. Democrats now want you to have uh, show uh, picture ID to get your COVID vaccine so you can have oh, a yeah. COVID vaccination. There card, are your but, papers. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but not to vote because that would be discriminatory. Mm. Right. And, you know, my, my, one of my favorite is the airlines who, you know, they, they came out against, uh, against uh, uh, photo ID for voting when you need a photo ID to get on their airplanes. Right. Well, you know what I say, gentlemen, we are the ones that are to blame because we're letting them get away with this. That's absolutely right. We just got to tell them no. You know, like you tell your child, your kid goes into the store. Mommy, I want this. I want that. You tell them no. Put it back. We have to tell these petulant leftists. No, put it back. Okay, but enough of us have to do that in a in at least a semi-organized, coherent manner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without without trying to jockey for first position. That's I think that's our biggest problem right now. It's just like with the recall election. My God, Larry Elder is owning this thing. Can we kind of like just do this? That 14 months is too important to play with. You know what I mean? And it may be a person you don't like. But if, if okay, watch this. Metaphorically, if you're closer to the enemy than I am, but I got the bomb in my hand and the clock is ticking, I got to pass it off to you. Whether Whether I think I can make it or not, you're closer. Here's the bomb. Good luck, brother. You know what I mean? What are we doing? <laughs> well, of course, human nature is, I'm going for the basket. Right, I'm, right. No. I'm going to make the shot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, pass the ball. <laughs> and part of it is, and, we, and, and we, we, part of our off-the-air discussion was about prophecy and whether uh, in the end times, and I'm, I'm, I'm one who thinks that we're playing a fool's game trying to guess when the end times are going to happen, mm-hmm. and we should... Well, be prepared personally for it to happen today. Today, we should also live our lives as if it's not going to happen yeah. during our lifetimes. True story. You but, know, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no. Do I go? You can. Okay. Just real quick, you know, as 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 the other kin, kin number one, because whenever and here's a rule for all the rest of you kins out there: when you encounter each other, you got to figure out who's kin one and who's kin two. Who had the name first? <laughs> well, Ken Timmerman had it before me, so kin one, you know, uh, said some things about the fourteen month window that we were talking about that I would love to hear you express to the people. Well, I, 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 I've been doing a show called Prophecy Today for a number of years with Dr. Jimmy DeYoung. He's a authentic uh, scholar of biblical prophecy. He recently passed away of, of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, his son had COVID as well. I've uh, actually encountered recently a lot of uh, pastors and, and uh, who have yeah. come down with COVID for one reason I don't or believe another. in coincidence. All, all <laughs> kind of clustered, you know, some of them clustered together, some of them far away, a father and son, one in North Carolina, one in, one in Southern Alabama, mm-hmm. father and son the same week. But Jimmy uh, did a video recently before he died uh, about uh, America's role in the end times. He said, what, what is America's role in biblical prophecy in the end times prophecies? And he said, none. America does not appear in Bible prophecy. Now, that's not because God hadn't figured out where America was. Yeah. Right? True. <laughs> God always knew where America was. Alpha and Omega. Uh, right. <laughs> it, it was because America was not present when that end time scenario took place. Russia is. China is. Persia is. Iran, uh, Iran, Persia, Egypt, Libya, and obviously Israel, Syria, Iraq. But America, it's as if we had been wiped off the chessboard, just taken off the table for these other countries to fulfill God's plan for mankind. That is something that keeps me up at night. That is something I'm profoundly worried about. And I believe, circling back to use Jen Psaki's term, to our original conversation, that is the plan, the diabolical plan 
of the leftists with the, Mus- with the Islamists. They Amen. would like to take America off the table so they can do their thing. Do their thing. We're out of time for this week. Thank you, Ken One and Ken Two. Uh, and you can see more of, of Ken One's work at kentimmerman.com. I'm just going to conclude here with, a, with uh, Roxanne uh, Bedford. Uh, I'm going to conclude with Roxanne that, Bedford Hogan. She yeah. said that uh, pray as if everything depends on God, act as if everything depends on you. Amen. Turn in next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, host of the main event right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm excited to tell you about my first book, Experience Matters, Here's Mine, available right now for pre-order at edhoffman.net. This book is for all of you who enjoy my advice on business, parenting, politics, and life in general. I'm sharing my life experiences to help you because it's like I always say, experience is the best teacher, especially when it's someone else's experience. In this book, you'll get stories from my life I've never talked about on the show, from growing up, from the early days of my career, and even from my time as a world champion competitive arm wrestler. True story. But if you listen to the main event, you'll recognize a lot of your favorite parts on the show in this book. Movie quotes, real estate investment advice, and of course, lots of politics talk from a conservative perspective. Here's what the one and only Dennis Prager said. Experience Matters is a treasure trove of practical advice. It has turned each one of his many varied and engaging adventures into a gem of wisdom. Read this book and profit. Then get your son or daughter to read it. Bribe them if you have to. That's how good and how much fun this book is. Pre-order Experience Matters. Here's mine by Ed Hoffman at edhoffman.net. AM 590. The answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.